I'm speaking with Clarissa Cropper, a frugal bookstore, which she runs with her husband, Leonard. Frugal is the only Black-owned bookstore in Boston and is located on Roxbury's 57 Warren Street. The couple specialize in selling books written by authors of color and work to promote literacy within the community. Today, we speak about how Frugal Bookstore works to also promote voices of color, especially during Black History Month. So if you just wanted to start off by, you know, a little bit of background information on yourself and the history of the store, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, I can do that. Myself and my, my husband, Leonard, we are the owners of Frugal Bookstore, and we have been since uh, 2008. Before that, Frugal, there was a, a company called Frugal Furniture, and I believe they're still around. It was owned by a gentleman, um, Bob Romano. And he had like a small selection of books in his furniture store. So in maybe like 2004, 2005, Leonard was uh, looking for a job. And someone he knew said, oh, I know this this guy who's looking for, you know, looking for some help. So Leonard applied. And uh, when he applied for the job, he thought that the guy wanted him to help him do his books, right? Thinking that it was like accounting uh, with numbers, things like that. But he actually, um, Bob, he, he actually wanted someone to help him establish, run, and eventually, um, you know, take over this this book business. And it was just very small. It was like, when I tell you it was like a shelf uh, of, of just books, it, it was that. It was very small. Um, and with the intention of at some point he was going to sell the business or he was going to sell that book business or that book portion to Leonard, um, which is why we still have the name Frugal Bookstore because we uh, the book started in the Frugal Furniture store chain and we just decided to keep the, the name Frugal Bookstore because people, uh, we, we were located in like a, a mini mall, a mini plaza, and that was just the name. People just said, oh, I'm in, I'm in Frugal I'm, I'm with the books. Not I'm in the furniture store, but with the Frugal books, right? So it just was a name that caught on and um, we just decided to keep it because that's what we were known for as, as being a frugal bookstore. So for like three years, Leonard helped uh, establish this book business by getting contacts with publishers and vendors and um, also relationships with schools and um, organizations and things like that. So in 2008, there was an opportunity to have a standalone store, a standalone bookstore separate from the furniture store. Um, and as of, I think it was like April of 2008, that's when we, you know, became the owners of Frugal Bookstore. There's a, I was looking on the website and there's a, there's a quote that reads, changing minds one book at a time. Um, How Mm -hmm. has Frugal contributed to this mission? Yeah. So like I said, we, you know, do a lot of business with schools um, and, you know, Boston Public, but just, you know, charter schools, private schools. And for us, our mission really, you know, is to promote literacy. And so we know that in our community and, you know, uh, community with majority black and brown children and students not always having access to books that reflected them or that they could see themselves in, right? So our books, we sell predominantly um, books by authors of color. Um, you know, we sell, we can sell any type of book, can, you know, order and get any type of book, but we really wanted to focus on books by authors of color about people of color as well. And so in our community, 
you know, there's so many schools. We're right in the heart of Boston, and so there's so many um, schools, and schools would want us to do book fairs or come to their school with our books so that the students could, you know, maybe do like a story time. And so Changing Minds One Book at a Time, we know the power of reading. We know the power of literacy, and sometimes it just takes that one book for uh, someone who maybe is not really into reading or doesn't like reading uh, so much, but it could be that one book that, you know, could really take them places. And, um, you know, you can travel with books, right? So even if you're in the comfort of your own home or wherever you are, books can take you to places, different places. So uh, that's why we decided to come up with our motto, uh, Changing Minds One Book at a Time. This past year was a turbulent time for social justice in the Black community. Have you seen an increase of sales in books related to the Black Lives Matter movement specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with the unfortunate murder of, of George Floyd, that's when we really saw uh, a spike in um, in our sales. So we have always had a, a website, but we we did more business with like in-person customers and browsing. Uh, but with George Floyd's murder, it, it just... I mean, across this whole country and world, it really just people wanted to to read. They wanted to know about the adversities, the disparities of of being a black person in America. So there's so many books written, and you know, a lot of the books that um, we were selling that or that we saw an increase on our website, they weren't all you know like brand new books these books have been out for quite some time but people really just wanted to and plus it was it's a pandemic right so a lot of people are at home you know ordering online they're not able to come into you know a physical bookstore so our sales increased because people had more time to i think to to read and and they wanted to take the time to you know just get familiar by you know reading literature about black history black culture um, and just the experience of a, of a, a black person or a person of color in, in America. So our sales definitely, uh, we definitely saw an increase um, after that. You know, there are a lot of books about um, anti-racism. Dr. Ibram, uh, Kendi Ibram, you know, he, he wrote a book, um, uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. So there were just a lot of books around that that people just like I said, just wanted to familiarize themselves with and and just read about what what can I do to be an ally and what can I do to stop this or help, you know, this movement. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Besides the um, How to Be Anti-Racist title, are there any other reads you recommend for college students looking to learn more about Black history? Um, yeah, there, there's so many books, right? Um, but the yeah. book that really stands out <laughs> in my mind... It's a book called The African-American Experience, uh, Black History and Culture Through Speeches, Letters, Editorials, Poems, Songs, and Stories. And this book, uh, it actually came out in, I believe, in 2009. So it's a thick book. It's like, uh, I don't know, like seven, 800 pages, but it has a lot of, um, and oh, and the author, I'm sorry, is, is by Kai Wright, um, mm -hmm. K-A-I, last name Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. And basically, it's just a collection of, like, documents on African-American history and culture. It includes some memoirs, speeches, songs, works by prominent African-American authors. It has, like, 
court opinions. And so it just it's like this, almost like this many, uh, you know, encyclopedia. I would say it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a book filled with so many different documents to reference. So, you know, it it may not be a book that you would read from, you know, beginning to end, but you can definitely kind of go in and, and, you know, pick out different, you know, like timelines of African-American history. So this is definitely a book that I would recommend um, to to have in a library, you know, a personal library or school library that um, obviously it's not going to capture every single moment, but it, it definitely does a good job with capturing so many different moments and you know, African-American history and and, and culture and things like that. Um, Local bookstores serve as centers for community programming. Um, I'm thinking about like the Strand, for example, in New York. There's a lot of uh, poetry recitations and book uh, book signings. Are there any sort of opportunities for the Roxbury community that Frugal provides uh, pre-pandemic and has Mm -hmm. programming halted during the pandemic? Um, yes and yes. <laughs> so pre-pandemic, um, we, you know, we definitely were known to have book signings. Um, we had weekly book signings. We had local authors. We would have authors from out of state come. We had story time. We hosted about a handful of local book clubs uh, for children and adults. Uh, we partnered with, you know, Boston Public Library and, and other organizations. And and we also had, like, poetry slams. Like, once every couple of months, we partnered with the Black Cotton Club, and we had a, a few events there. And, you know, definitely uh, because of the pandemic where social distancing um, and in the beginning where, you know, businesses, you know, we, we weren't allowed to have in-person shopping or anything, gatherings, things like that. So definitely we had to stop doing that. And what we're trying to do, you know, for almost like a year, actually, yeah, it's just been about a year now. So what we're focusing on now is, you know, we haven't actually had, um, we we actually had, we did have a a few like virtual events that we partnered with other uh, bookstores and and, um, authors and things like that. But we really wanted to focus this year on of having more of that because we know that this is it's this is like the the way it is now right with virtual events and podcasts and and things like that so we this is something that we definitely want to start having more of so that people who are known to to come to our book signings and you know although they can't physically come and have their book signed but you know at least having you know a virtual event where they can have like a Q&A or a book reading uh, with an author online. So it's definitely something that, you know, it's still in the works. We're still really trying to confirm a lot of, um, there's a lot of interest. You know, people are like, okay, now things are kind of, kind of slowly getting back to, you know, where people can come out. So maybe some in-house with like a small gathering, but mainly through like a Zoom or what have you. So yeah. What makes the local book shopping experience different from going to a commercial Mm -hmm. bookstore? For us, like I said, we've been around since 2008. So I would say we have a frugal family. Our we call our customers are part of our frugal family. They've watched our children grow. We've watched their children grow. We know so many customers who have been supporting us for many years. We know them by name. So when people come into our bookstore who have you know have frequented us and and have been a part of our new location. So the location that we're at now at 57 Warren Street, uh, we've been here. It'll be five years 
in uh, in August, but before that, we were located not too far. It was in um, the Washington Park Mall. We, we know our customers by names. People who followed us even with our move, who's like I said, you know, children who were like, "Oh my goodness, I grew up reading," you know, coming to the bookstore when you guys were in the mall, and just having people sharing those memories and those moments with us, it really warms our hearts because. This is why we're doing this. This is why our our passion to promote literacy. It's not, yes, we want to sell books, obviously, but knowing that we are staple in our community where the youth and, and you know, children who, who go to school in our community who, who parents come into the store, their, you know, parents are buying books for themselves and their children, grandparents and educators. It's awesome. It's a great feeling. That experience, that connection and that relationship that we develop with our customers, I think that's what sets us apart from being like a commercial bookstore. Mm-hmm. So what, what are you currently reading? What's in, what's in your library right now? So I'm actually... Um, reading The City We Became by N.K. Jemison And I just started it. It's, I, I don't read a lot of like, kind of like the sci-fi supernatural books. I'm more of a, mm-hmm. I'll watch it on TV or watch a movie or something like that. But I've been trying to expand my reading, step outside of my comfort zone. And I'm also a part of a book club. It's uh, called Books on a Rocks. And it's a book club that meets monthly. And so although we, you know, as a bookstore, we don't have our own book club, I I do try to be part of other book clubs and, you know, have that partnership where book clubs can come and if they order in bulk, they receive a discount from us and things like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, just being part of that and, and these book club members, they've have been customers of the store for for many years and decided to uh, have a book club. So I said, why not? You know, I I love to read. Uh, When I do have time, I I like to listen to books. I like to read books and um, to just stay and just stay current with the books that are out now, you know, and and, and are coming out um, so that when people come into the store and they're like, hey, what's a good book to read? I can honestly say, oh, I read this book. This is, I like this or I didn't like this or what have Mm -hmm. you, right? So Mm -hmm. being in the type of business that I'm in, it's, I should have knowledge about the books that, you know, I want to recommend to customers. And if it's a book that I haven't read, I will be the first one to say, I haven't read this, but this is what I heard about this book. You know, uh, I saw some great reviews or I heard an interview with the author, things like that. So I think people definitely appreciate that honesty as well, because Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm just trying to tell you I read this book just to sell it. I'm being very honest and say, nope, (laughs) I didn't read it, but it sounds like a good book or this might be a book that, you know, and there's so many books that I want to read. I just don't have the time to read so that's why I do try to listen to do audio and I read take time to read the books and so um, that's what I'm currently reading right now is uh, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. And my my last question is which I I guess you could sort of answer throughout the the rest of rest of this interview but are there any favorite black writers of yours that have books in your store? Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I had the classics. I love, you know, Toni Morrison. I love mm-hmm. Maya Angelou, James Baldwin, Eric Jerome Dickey, who he recently, he's deceased now. Um, there's so many of them. I, there's so many books and, and authors that I have in my head, but I like to read 
more fictional books and historical fiction. Those are like probably my two top genres. But I also like autobiographies, so like nonfiction books. Mm -hmm. I love Roxy and Gay. I like reading books about African-American studies and African-American history and history altogether. Like I just, I, I like history as well. And not so much into like, like I said, this book that I'm reading now is more of like a sci-fi. So I'm starting to kind of get my feet into that. Like I've read a few books by Octavia Butler that I actually really enjoyed. And so romance, I'm not a big romance <laughs> book reader. I'm not. But I, I think if I were more of like contemporary uh, romance, so like um Jasmine Guillory. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about her her books because they're not too like lovey dovey. They're you know they're they're more contemporary, funny. This you know it's romance, but it's more of a contemporary romance. Well, I, you have a lot of suggestions, and I would love to read up on on all of those because I know I think everyone should read more, and I am definitely um, someone who should. I want to thank you so much for your for your time. Um, I'm. I'm so excited to check out Frugal, um, and I think that a lot of people listening to this will as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. This was definitely an honor. You know, <laughs> I, I think I told you before, it's like we get a lot of requests and we can't do them all, but we try to do as many as we can. Uh, we're just thankful for you wanting to feature us, you know, a local business, an independent bookstore and black owned bookstore. So thank you so much. And I hope all of your listeners, if you can't, you know, come in person, we do have a website, frugalbookstore.net. We do take special orders. So if it's a book that we don't carry in our store or on our website, uh, you can send us an email, the service at frugalbookstore.net. So yeah, we're we try to be as accommodating and as flexible as we can, especially during these hard times. It's really difficult. Any uh, mention and, and feature, you know, is, it really is good and helps our business to continue to survive. So we thank you for the support. Of course, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your day. I will definitely send you um, this interview when it's all you know edited and yeah. cut for time. But uh, yes, thank you so much. You're welcome, Hannah. My pleasure. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. This episode of WRBB's 360 Huntington was hosted by Hannah Samet. This recording wouldn't be possible without the help of Caleb Dreisman, our podcast director, and Andrew Sendry, WRBB's general manager. This episode of 360 Huntington was mixed and edited by our audio engineers. Special thanks to the WRBB leadership staff, Northeastern University, and Northeastern Student Activity Fee for funding this podcast. Our theme music is Horse Meat Burgers by Nick Robinson. Head to wrbbradio.org where you can find the latest episodes of all of our podcasts, listen to our internet live stream, and read up on the latest music reviews. And make sure to follow us on all social media at WRBB Radio. Thanks for tuning in.